Welcome to the Chamber of Secret Books podcast. Ooh, it feels good to say. It really does. I'm your host, Cameron, aka the Chamber of Secret Books. I don't know if you know me. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Instagram. And if you don't know me, that's fine. Let's get to know each other. Okay. Let's. Hey. <laughs> hey. If you haven't guessed by the title of my handle or the podcast, this will be a pod about books. Books have been my number one love for as long as I can remember. It started off in in third grade, I believe, with a, a, a set of, what is it, 52 Nancy Drew books, I believe so. And I read those suckers <laughs> in two weeks. All 52 of them consumed my life. And I haven't been the same since. So, shout out, to, shout out, Nancy Drew. You know what you did. You know who you are. You know what you did. I'm thankful for you. Because we wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for you and your mysteries and your 1957 Chevy baby blue convertible, which I still want. By the way, sponsor Chevy. You want to sponsor this podcast? We're getting ahead of ourselves anyways. Since this first episode is airing in September, nope, since this first episode is airing in October, the spookiest month, the best month, I decided, you know what, let's start off with a banger. Let's start off with my favorite topic of all time. I don't want to get too excited because we've got a microphone, but... There's not much more I love than Dark Academia. It's, I bleed Dark Academia, okay? What is Dark Academia? Let's start with that because some, some of you might not know. And that's fine. I lo- I'm, not a, I'm not gatekeeping. I'm a gate flutter. The dam has been open and I get to talk about my favorite thing. So, so here we go. Dark Academia, in a nutshell, it's the seductive (laughs) pursuit of knowledge. Does that make sense? Listen, I'm not claiming to be smart. I'm not. I'm not. I don't know if you could tell by the first how long have I been recording minute of this podcast, but my brain is not academic, you would say. But I love the idea, the aesthetic of academia, okay? I'm talking oak. Someone is in my house right now. Hold on. Everyone, don't even worry. It was my father. Not an intruder. So like I was saying, to me, dark academia is the perfect thing. It encompasses things I love. Wool sweaters. Hello? Darkness? Dark libraries, dark hallways, dark streets, moonlight. Dark academia has a lot of moonlight. Candles. Oh my God, you can't forget the candles. There's no overhead lighting in dark academia. There's no fluorescence. This isn't twilight, okay? No. Everything's candlelight. Everything's fireplaces. Old radiators. Worn books. Leather. Leather. You're just... Everywhere you look, leather. The best dark academia obviously has romance in it. I mean, I don't make the rules. I just say them. And I'm saying it right now. Obviously, if there's a hot couple, 
underneath candlelight, underneath moonlight, in the dark hallways, in the dark libraries, pursuing knowledge together, it makes for a grand old book. And you know what? I haven't found a lot of them, which is upsetting and unfortunate. So I'm actually writing one. (laughs) That's a self plug because I just think we need more in the world. Now that you have a good idea of what dark academia entails, it's time to get into the nitty gritty. It's time to get into the books that encompass this feeling. Because dark academia, it's a feeling, you know? It's not just, it's a way of life, would you say? I would say. And these books are sort of what opened my eyes to this lifestyle. Now, I would say the first book probably as a child, before dark academia even became a thing because this is a a relatively new phenomenon at least the labeling of this type of genre is new it's maybe about two or three years old (coughs) excuse me i'm parched let's open up a water hold sip you know i've always wanted to be an asm artist so you might you might get some of that in this podcast journey because I've been given a microphone and when I hold this microphone I feel powerful I feel ready to take on the world I feel as though I want to spread my message to everyone what's the message I don't know freak but I know I want to spread it Anyways, let's get started with the dark academia Rex I could talk about this for hours and I probably will because I I this I know like the back of my hand. I know like my blood type. Dark academia is who I am in a nutshell. It's how I dress. It's how I it's not how I act at all, but but it's how I want to act. It's how I want to act. I'm moving to Italy in 5 days. I don't know, 4 days, 3 days. And why am I moving there? Well, Name one place that's more dark academia than Florence, Italy. Nothing. Okay? This is a this is a lifelong pursuit of mine. I will stop at nothing until I be until I am frolicking in an estate only lit by candlelight and run by ghouls. Do you get it? Do you get the vision? Is it there? Is it clear? And once again, we have we have walked away from the the main subject of today, and that is book recommendations. You don't want to hear me talk about my own experience with dark academia. I get it. I get it. You want you want the books. You want great writers writing about the vibe that I just explained. And then guess what? I'm your girl. I'm your girl because I have the recommendations. Starting off strong, this is kind of like the blueprint for dark academia. This is what everyone's mind sort of goes to. If you haven't read it, then you are a loser. (laughs) I'm kidding, but you are. And you gotta pick it up right now, okay? You will not regret it. It's a long book. It's a dense book, but the writing is phenomenal. It's The Secret History by Donna Tartt. You've probably heard this name circle around. I did for a long time before I eventually picked it up. And boy, oh boy, did it change my life. It's a core feature of dark academia is 
small liberal New England colleges. I don't I don't know why. I don't know who decided this. Give me Vermont, give me New Hampshire, give me Rhode Island even. Anywhere windy, anywhere kind of cold. If it's set there, you know that it's going to be good. Connecticut even. That feels very dark academia to me. Rory Gilmore was also trying to be dark academia. Chilton, uh, Chilton High is dark academia. And the secret history is nothing like Gilmore Girls. It's not fluffy. It's not cute. There's hardly any romance if that's what you're into. It's dark. It's twisted. It's psychological. But boy, oh boy, it's a ride. It's great. We've got this kid and he goes to this, this small little fancy school up on a hill you know the leaves are changing he's wearing a wool sweater he's got himself a scarf and he's just a regular old guy okay he's nothing special at least he thinks he's not but then he meets a bunch of people a secret society it sends shivers down my spine okay secret societies are another core feature of dark academia a secret society he enters he's immediately obsessed he's never known anything like this before and there's a professor a professor who is teaching classics latin greek ancient greek philosophy we're talking socrates we're talking plato aristotle things of that nature things that you know, you think to yourself, what is the purpose of that? But they find a way. They find a way to make it have a purpose again. They revive it. And their pursuit of what is the meaning of life, what is the truth of life, leads them to some very dark, dark paths, okay? So you follow each person in this secret society and the lengths that they go to to make sure that they get the answers they want. It's kind of like occultism. It's kind of magic. It's kind of spooky. There's woods involved. Ooh, so good. Even talking about it, I, I want to reread it again. So that's my first recommendation. I have so many more recommendations. Don't even worry about it. I'm. Let's go on to a fantasy one. Recently, I would say the dark academia books that I've seen circulating about the bookstores have a fantasy element to them, which is interesting. The secret history is not considered fantasy, but but a study in drowning by Ava Reed is. Ooh la la. I'm about halfway through this book and her writing is uh come si dice incredible. This woman knows how to string a sentence together. I mean, she's insane. She's insane for it. And basically, we have this girl, Effie. And Effie has been obsessed with this writer ever since she could remember. And he writes, like, allegorical uh, fairy king tales that are studied by students at university. He's essentially, like, a fairy Shakespeare you would say. And so it starts off, guess what? She's at a private college with oak, oak floors. 
And she's the only girl in the architecture program because this is taking place during the 1800s and no women are allowed in the university. Now, like I said, she's obsessed with this writer. So why is she in architecture? Well, there's no women even allowed in the literature department. So she's forced to go into architecture and she, you know, she's not having fun. She's not vibing. All the, like I said, she's the only girl and all the guys are really disrespectful to her. And there's a rumor circulating that I won't reveal yet, but it's bad. And we hate every man at this school. Now she goes, she's doing her thing, whatever. She's like failing at architecture. She's not good. She used to be a really great student, but she's got no passion for this. Okay. She's only doing this because one, she can get away from home and two, you know, she wants to go to school. She doesn't want to live her life just stuck. So if this is her only option, she's going to take it. So she's at the architecture program, blah, blah, blah. And then she sees a flyer. And this flyer says, guess what? It says, help needed. Renovation of the author that she's obsessed with, estate, who just died. Now, I would try to say the, the author that she's obsessed with. I've got my copy right here. What's his name? Marid. Meridian. So she's obsessed with this author named Meridian. I think that's how you say it. I don't know. And then she sees a flyer and the flyer says, help needed an architecture student to revive and replan and remodel Meridian's estate. And Effie just goes berserk, okay? So she puts in her application, and lo and behold, she's the one that gets it. <laughs> but the only thing is, when she goes to take out books on Meridian to get inspired, to do research, to see what she wants to add to his estate, some other student has already taken out all the books. Hmm, hmm, hmm. And she's mad. She's mad at this mysterious person and she gets to the estate and she can't do her research because this student took the work. And guess what? Can you guess who's at the estate when she gets there? <laughs> it's him and they have to work together. It's enemies to lovers. And it's so good and it's so haunting and lyrical. And Ava Reed is a phenomenon. And I'm obsessed. So that's the second book. That's new. It just came out in 2023. So I highly suggest. And it is a YA. YA fantasy. You know, and I love YA because there is power in in an eye contact. You know, eye contact across the room. And then all of a sudden, we're all simultaneously dying from it. I love that. And I haven't read YA in a long time, so I'm having fun with it. Now, we've got the classic. We've got the fantasy. Let's move on to a horror recommendation. I've got you. I can't help it. I can't. I just, I, I gotta share the wealth, you know. There's two that I love so much. One is definitely an adult horror dark academia and the other one is YA dark academia slash mystery horror. Now for my horror girlies out there, my ghouls and my girlies, 
if you haven't read Mona Awad, I hope I have said her name right. Mona Awad or Awad? Someone let me know. If you haven't read her, it's time. What are you doing? She's a fantastic writer. One of the... I'm going to say that about everyone, but she genuinely is one of the best writers I have read in my 24 years of existence. The book I want to talk about today specifically is Bunny. Bunny, 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 bunny. You've probably seen the cover. It's bright pink. It's got a black bunny on it. Handwritten title. Talk about secret societies. Talk about girls being girls being evil. I... Let me tell you. Now, listen, I'm not condoning murder. Don't get, don't, don't, don't get it twisted. But I will say when I went to college, you know, freshman year, I get in. Did I think that I was going to have some sort of secret society, underground, cape wearing, we do magic on the side, community that was going to recruit me? Maybe. Maybe I had that thought, okay? And this book, Before the Murder, that is what I wanted. So this was very upsetting and beautiful for me to read. It had both everything and nothing that I wanted. It's Mean Girls. It's Legally Blonde meets The Secret History. It's got a unhinged woman aspect to it that I simply can't get enough of. I devoured it whole. If there's one thing about me, it's I love reading about women who are kind of cuckoo, <laughs> kind of crazy, because I can relate. I can identify. I am her. So that is one of the all-time best books. And also, it's one of the shortest books. So if you're looking for something sweet to nibble on that's also horrific, (laughs) then you have found the right book. It's really good. Now, the next book on our list is a YA again. It is a thriller, and it takes place in England. Who would have thought? (laughs) It's actually... So good, and I think I read this in maybe two days because it was, it truly was thrilling. I was on the edge of my seat, and um, it's Aces. I mean, my God, do you ever hate the sound of your own voice? It's the Ace of Spades. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce the author's name. Farida, I think, is how you say her first name. But alas, if you look up Ace of Spades, it'll co, it'll show up. Now, Ace of Spades is, if you're familiar with the show Pretty Little Liars, flashback, we're at a private elite high school called Nivius Academy. Ooh! And once we're there, we've got two students. Now, here's the thing. It's not all, it's not all roses and and calligraphy pens that you would expect at such a school. No, there's some dark and twisted shit going on. And what's happening? We have an anonymous bully that goes by the name of Aces. Ha ha ha. If you remember Pretty Little Liars, the name was A. Similar, but not. 
Then we have, it's also kind of like Gossip Girl because you're in that realm of just really, really rich kids. But then you got a Dan Humphrey. But this kid is so much better than Dan Humphrey. I, I don't, we're not going to get into it right now. But I hate Dan Humphrey with a burning passion. So he's a broccoli man. And I don't want to talk about it. I really don't. I didn't come on here to talk about to talk about Dan Humphrey. Let's talk about good things. Let's talk about this book. It's a twisty, twisty book. You'll gasp. A tear or two will shed. And you're guaranteed to have a good time reading it. But also a really bad time. I can't emphasize that enough. So this school is perfect, okay? Everyone's perfect. Everyone's going to Ivy League schools. Everyone's going to Oxford, to Cambridge. And until something happens, because there's two black students at the school and they're being targeted by this anonymous person called ACEs. And they're threatening to release information that will not only get them kicked out of Nivius, but also potentially ruin their lives and future. So things are at stake here. And this ACEs person is like, Ace's person, like I said, is only targeting the only two black students at the school. So it's actually marketed as Gossip Girl meets Get Out because we have this ostracizing of the minority in the school. And these two black students who have never really interacted before, they just like saw each other in passing, decide, you know what, we have to work together to figure out who the hell is doing this, why the hell they're doing this, and we got to stop them. And it's not just a little prank here and there, you know. It's not a high school bully. It's much darker and much more, they come to find out, institutionalized within the school and the community. So, so good. So unexpected, the things that happen in the book. It really is twisty. I'm not kidding. Like, you are not going to expect the the end result of the book. And I'm just having a great old time. So that's that. I read that maybe last summer when I was in England because, first of all, if you don't know, I'm obsessed with England. I have always wanted to live there. But alas, I'm actually moving to Italy, which is a another story for another time but anyways one thing I love to do when I go to England is go to Waterstones shout out Waterstones love you guys and the reason why I love it there so much is because they have these tables all the time that I go these like tables that have specific book recommendations by tropes by feelings by location even and every I kid you not every single time that I go there I have been blown away with recommendations and I remember Ace of Spades was on the Dark Academia table and I said this looks interesting I'm intrigued and then I read it in two days and I'm not a fast reader by any means I mean I've been reading a study in drowning for maybe the past two weeks um yeah, and I love it, but so for this book, you know, to get me in two days, to hook me in two days during summer vacation, no less, that's saying something. Anyways, I'll stop talking about that book because I'm sure you've written it down. I'm sure you've ordered it already, right? 
Now the next book, I have two more books. One of them is not really a book that you can buy in stores. And the other book is, I'm pretty sure, a part of my soul. I'm pretty sure when I was born, when I came out of my mother's uterus, this book happened to come out with me. I'm not for certain, but I'm for damn sure it's, I was meant to read this book. Oh my God, I'm blushing even thinking about it. Oh my God, I love her so much and it's, I don't wait. I don't want to like tease you guys too much, but a little backstory is that I said before I'm moving to England. I mean, what the hell? I'm moving to Italy and I can only bring a certain amount of stuff, you know, like I got to fit my life into three luggages. And this is the only book that I brought because that's how much it means to me. And here we go. <laughs> Drum roll, please post <laughs> it's ninth house by lee bardugo is anyone shocked is anyone surprised you shouldn't be you shouldn't be because i shout this from the rooftop okay i shout it i shout it in a burning house this is what i save when it comes down to it oh 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 i should save the photo of me and my sister when we were children skiing that memory that's irreplaceable and i want to remember forever no get out get out photo I don't care about you I don't care about my stuffed animals I don't care about my 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 jewelry no give me ninth house and give it to me now this book had everything I've ever wanted I've never felt so attached to the characters before even talking about it now makes me it makes me tremble. Alex Stern, my God, she's something else. She is the strongest, most resilient character I've ever read. And I look up to her so much, even though she's fake. <sighs> Which I'm still a little bummed out about, but that's fine. And I love it even more because obviously it takes place at an elite college, university, whatever you want to say, uh, known as Yale heard of it <laughs> well Alex has because Alex comes from the beaten side of the track okay she's not by any means someone anyone expected to go to Yale okay she grew up in California with a hippie mom she got into a bad scene um you know the drug scene alcohol scene um just not doing well and then after a huge accident one night, she wakes up in a hospital with a guy sitting next to her saying, hey, 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 you, Alex, you want to come to Yale University? And just like that, her whole life is changed forever. But there's a condition. He says, yeah, you, you can come to Yale on a full scholarship, mm -hmm, but you got to do one thing for me, okay? You have to join Yale's secret society of the of the undead <laughs> now this secret society is very much a secret because the rich and powerful of the world use this secret society to become rich and powerful okay this is a dangerous network that we're dealing with and alex stern little miss californian alex stern is suddenly tasked with learning 
to kind of become the messenger of the secret societies. And why, you may ask Alex Stern, why me? She asks herself all the time. And that's because Alex has a special gift that no one else has. And she can see the dead. Mm-hmm. Oh, Alex. Oh, Alex. She's always known that she can see the dead. She sees these gray people all the time, but she doesn't make eye contact with them. And she avoids it, you know, as you would. As you would if you saw a green little girl in the corner of your room when you're trying to go to sleep. You ignore that. You shut your eyes. And now this secret society is telling you, no, sorry, you can't ignore it. Open those eyes, flutter those eyelashes, and get to work. So that's what happens. And then there's a murder. Then there's a murder when she's at Yale and she has to figure out why these people are being murdered. So she works with someone. Oh my God, did someone say Darlington? Yeah, Darlington is exactly what his name implies. He is a darling. He is, think of... Gilmore Girls think of Tristan think that he is perfect he's a prefect he follows the rules he really cares about Yale and this secret society um and Alex comes in and she kind of you know ruins everything for him because here's a guy who's been playing by the rules knows the ins and outs of Yale does his research really cares about this community and you got this outsider girl coming in who has not earned her place but is just there because she happens to be able to see the dead and he kind of resents that at first and we've got a little tension we've got a little enemies to lovers situation but it's a slow burn okay don't get don't get excited it's a slow slow burn like so slow like so slow that you want to die every page but so good a good death you know what i mean by that you know what i mean like you're like dying but oh you're loving it you're loving the death okay She took it too far again. She took it too far. I always do that. I take it too far. But anyways, there's it's a duology, and the third one should be coming out soon. I hope. I pray. Um, but boy, oh boy, do I cry. I could cry. Like I literally could cry if I think about it too much. And not because anything inherently sad happens I'm just so connected to her and I understand Alex so much because she never feels no I'm not gonna get emotional no but Alex has always felt like she doesn't belong you know like no matter where she is she feels like a freak she feels like an outsider And even at Yale, even when she's told that she has this gift that differentiates her in a good way, because no one else can do this, she still always feels less than. And, you know, for the first time in her, I can't believe that I am literally crying on the first episode of the podcast. This is not okay. This is not okay of me. Okay, this is not cool girl energy. But it's just like for the first time in her life, <laughs> I can't believe I'm crying. 
she has a glimpse of finally being good enough. Oh my god. And Darlington is a big part of that. So maybe we should stop talking about this unless I want to undergo a full mental breakdown on the podcast. Okay. That's it. That's that's ninth house. Yeah, Lee Bardugo. I'm your biggest fan. Actually, she's coming out with a new book based on the golden age in Spain. Uh, and it's like based off her own family history, which is so cool. And the cover is so cool. And if there's one woman I love the most and would kidnap and keep in my closet, it's Lee Bardugo. That's a joke, by the way. Lee, 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 if you're listening, Lee, you know, I wouldn't do that to you, girl. You know, I wouldn't do that to you, girl. But just, but you just got to know that I will read anything you write. I am your first and only literary soldier. Put me in, Lee. Put me in, Lee. I'm at the front lines for you, Lee. Okay? I fight. I'll fight for her. I'll literally fight for her. If you don't know, she also wrote Six of Crows. She wrote Shadow and Bone. The woman's a goddamn genius. I'll literally fight for her. Like, I am not kidding. (laughs) Like, she's one of the people, it's a sensitive subject. If anyone says that she does, that they don't like Ninth House, like, I see that review all the time that, you know, it's confusing the first 50 pages. Listen, the first 50 pages for any fantasy book is going to be confusing, okay? It's called world building. Just get over it. I don't mean to be aggressive. Uh, it's not who I am. It's not who I want to be. But when I see people make comments like that, I want to slap them silly because... Give it a chance. Let her build the goddamn world. Okay? And it's so cool because Lee Bardugo actually did go to Yale. And I love when the authors actually go to the school that they're talking about. Because you know. You know that they know that place in and out. And she actually did say in an interview once that there is a secret society in Yale. Sure, maybe they're not doing occult magic. Boring. But it's there. It's there somewhere. Hallelujah. So that's that book. Oh my God. That literally exhausted me just thinking about how much I love it. And the last book. Now there's a few books I want to talk about. Let me do some shout outs. Olivia. I don't know if it's Olivia. Olivia Blake. Which I know is a pseudonym. But I still don't know how to say the pseudonym. Her books all have dark academia vibes to it i mean you can't go wrong atlas six though atlas six though is crazy dark academia we're talking the alexandrian library of academia and if you don't want i if you don't know what i mean by that six random people from around the world are chosen to work at the alexandrian library and it's magic it's murder someone's not gonna make it in the end and it's up to the people that get chosen to decide that's insane all of you blake you have my heart and you have my soul but the last book i want that was a special shout out that was a that was a special book you got but the last book i want to talk about the final book i want to talk about is not actually available for purchase because it is but a fan fiction i know fan fiction you think 
Don't think, don't think that any Harry Styles stuff, okay? That was very middle school of us. We don't do that anymore. No, 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 no. Fan fiction has taken on a new term, a new definition. This is one of the most well-written and greatest extensions of an already created universe that I've ever read in my life. And I just so happen to have been blessed with being gifted a physical copy of the book. And I did, in fact, cry. A lot of crying on today's episode. But it's Manacled by Senlin Yu. You can read it on AO3. It is a Draco Hermione slash Handmaid's Tale fan fiction combining all those things. And it is just the greatest, saddest, most tragic, most beautiful story I've ever read. I know I've probably said that about all of them, but just trust me on this one. If Now, listen, I'm a diehard Ron Weasley fan, okay? He was my first love, my only love. But, and so I was very skeptical going into this book because I thought there's no way that they're going to, they're going to twist me to Draco. Draco who? Blonde little freak. I don't want you. Get out of here. But then things took a turn. Draco is tortured. And my favorite type of man is a tortured man. (laughs) Tortured in a black three-piece suit. You can't get much better than that, folks. And Hermione is the sole survivor of, like, Voldemort's attack on the world. Voldemort has taken over, okay? Harry Potter is dead in Senlin Yu's universe, okay? Don't, don't freak out. And she is sent to Draco's Manor for reasons that I don't want to get into necessarily on the podcast on the first episode. I don't want to steer you. I don't want you to leave. (laughs) So I'm not going to say it, but you can look it up. Um, There's a lot of trigger warnings, like a lot, a lot. So please, please look them up before you read it. But it's a tragically beautiful, heartfelt story that I always recommend people who like Harry Potter that they got to read it. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. And you will sob. And if you don't sob, you got to get checked out. Okay. So that's those are my recommendations. Um, I'll probably link them all in the show notes so you can check them out. I just love tar- talking about Dark Academia. And if you want more recommendations, if you want a part two, I'm all in, baby, because I got more. But... The sound of my voice is really annoying me and I got to get out of here. So that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. I love you. And if you're new here and you don't know who I am, I still love you. I still love you. Like I said, you can find me on Instagram at the Chamber of Secret Books or TikTok at Chamber of Secret Books or just listen to me on the pod. I don't care if you don't want to see my face. That's fine. Anyways, I hope you all have a spooky, spooky start of the month. Keep on reading. Love ya.